Dave arrived at her side a moment later. Everything caught by the cut looked old and dusty and weathered as if it had been there for a very long time, except for the garbage bags. They looked shiny and new, and Sander was using them as a landmark to point out to Dave where she had last seen the mule deer when she saw the hand sticking out of the bags. The nail polish was very red and seemed to gleam in the breathtakingly clear morning sun. It never entered Dave's mind that the hand might be a movie prop or belong to a mannequin. The moment he saw it, he knew it was real. It looked real, and it also looked dead. Dave recalls that he considered working his way down to the body, but then says that he remembered things like clues and evidence, and so he led his daughter back to Mulholland, where they flagged down a passing West Tech private security car. The security cop, a 28-year-old ex-Marine named Chris Bell, parked his unit and went to see for himself, then returned to his car and reported the find to the West Tech offices. In less than eight minutes, two LAPD patrol units arrived on the scene. The uniforms observed the hand protruding from the plastic, but as had Dave Bernson, decided not to venture down the slope. The uniforms relayed their observations in code by radio, then secured the area to await the arrival of the detectives. Dave Bernson offered to wait also, but by that time Sandra had to pee really bad, so one of the uniforms drove them home. Forty minutes after Sandra Bernson and her father were returned to their home, and thirty-nine minutes after Sandra began calling her friends just as quickly as she could to tell them about this incredibly gross thing that had just happened, the first detective unit arrived on the scene. Detective Sergeant Dan Tommy Tomsick and Detective Two Angela Rossi were in the first car. Tomsick was a powerfully built man who'd spent a dozen years on the street before making the transfer to detectives. He had almost thirty years on the job, and he viewed the world through suspicious, unblinking eyes. Angela Rossi was thirty-four years old, with twelve years on the job, and had been Tom Sick's partner for only five weeks. Rossi spoke her mind, was entirely too confrontational, and, because of this, she had trouble keeping partners. So far, Tom Sick didn't seem bothered, but that was probably because he ignored her. Eleven minutes after the first car, the senior detectives arrived on the scene. Detective Sergeant Lincoln Gibbs was a tall, thin, African-American with mocha-colored skin, a profoundly receding hairline, and tortoiseshell spectacles. He looked like a college professor, which was a look he cultivated. He had twenty-eight years on the job, less than Tomsick, but more time and grade as a detective sergeant, so Link Gibbs would be in charge. He arrived with Detective Three, Pete Bishop a twenty-two-year veteran with an M.A. in psychology and five divorces. Bishop rarely spoke, but was known to make copious notes, which he referred to often. He had a measured IQ of 178 and a drinking problem. He was currently in 12-step. The four detectives got the story from the uniforms and the West Tech cop, then went to the edge of the overlook and stared down at the hand. Gibbs said, Anybody been down there? One of the uniforms said, No, sir, it's undisturbed. The detectives searched the ground for anything that might present itself as evidence. Scuff marks, drops of blood, footprints, that kind of thing. There were none. They could see the path that the body had followed as it slid down the slope. Scuffs on the soil, broken and bent plants, dislodged rocks. Link followed the trail with his eyes and figured that the body had been dumped from a point just at the rear of the parking lot. The body was between twelve and fifteen yards down a damn steep slope. Someone would have to go down, and that presented certain problems.
You wouldn't want to follow the same path as the body because that might disturb evidence. That meant they'd have to find another route, only everything else was steeper and the drop-off more pronounced. Blink was thinking that it might take mountaineering gear when Angela Rossi said, I can get down there. The three male detectives looked at her. I've done some rock climbing in Chatsworth, and I work terrain like this all the time when I'm backpacking. She pointed out her route. I can work my way down the slide over there, then traverse back and come up under the body. No sweat. Dan Tomsick said, That goddamn soil is like sand. It won't hold your weight. It's no sweat, Dan. Really. Rossi looked like the athletic type, and Gibbs knew that she had run in the last two L.A. marathons. Tomsick sucked down three packs a day, and Bishop had the muscle tone of jello. Rossi was also fifteen years younger than the rest of them, and she wanted to go. Gibbs gave his permission, told her to take the camera.